I'm happy to have on the show today, Tim Tutt. He's the co-founder of ClearQuery. They're simplified analytics for everyone. So this business started as a completely different product. So what caused the shift, Tim? Yeah, starting off with a, a product, we really were aiming at, hey, how do we enable a cybersecurity product to be used by uh, senior leaders? As we were building that out, we had a couple of features built in it that were designed to focus on making it easy for senior leaders to get value from that data to be able to ask simple questions like, hey, which organizations have the most threats? That actually turned into clear query after a customer told us that, hey, that's something I'm interested in. And that's the product that I really to focus on. We took a big step back and that really became the, the core of what is now today clear query, which is our data analytics product. How long of a process was it before you realized, okay, this isn't the right product for us? It, it, it took a little while only because we started off, we built this initial prototype. We were out demoing and we kept getting the same feedback from the market. I think the, the biggest thing at the time was yes. GDPR was a big concern for everyone. And we were looking at understanding people's personality traits and how those things might change over time to indicate insider threat risk. And that was too scary for most banks at the time, which is really interesting because everyone's doing it now. But back at that time, we were going off and we had meetings set up for months. And it wasn't until the last meeting that we had, we're quite literally in the middle of a meeting, customer stopped and asked about this one feature that we'd built in where people could ask questions in natural language. How, quite literally asked, how many threats do I have broken down by organization? And it comes back with these great charts and visualizations and the, the customer we were pitching stopped us and said, Hey, are you just selling that? And at that point we said, sure, we'll sell you whatever you want. And we took a big step back and said, all right, maybe this core feature can actually be its own product on its own. So we had to go back to the drawing board, rebuild prototypes and start repitching and retelling our story as we started out there. So in addition to this product that you're, you're running with your company, you also do a little bit of investing on the side. So talk, can you talk to that a little bit? And it's tech as well, right? Tech focused? Absolutely. Tech focused. I'm an LP with a group called Decode Capital. They invest particularly in startups that are interested in getting into the government market space. So my background in particular, I spent a long time working in the government, worked with a handful of technologies, also built a lot of technology inside of the government space. Crafting into the government market is a very hard thing to do. I've also spent a lot of time selling into the government because I have so much background there. Decode's mission is to really help organizations that focus more commercially to sell to the government and also to help the government understand innovative technologies and know when they need to be looking at something new. So exciting uh, group to be a part of, get to see a lot of interesting tech coming up, a lot of great companies they invest in and the crew there is just phenomenal. So like angel investing in general is extremely risky. So are you de-risking a little bit by focusing on, hey, we're going for companies that are purely targeting government? Yeah. So going for companies that are purely targeting government is a, a part, it's not purely targeting government. We're looking for dual use tech. So yeah. companies that, Hey, they fit in commercial, but they also have good national security implications. And, and a lot of that is again, having that background in the government space, things that fit into the government and can help improve our government on a broad whole are very interesting and, you know, important to me personally. So yes, angel investing is risky for sure, but. I, I will say the GPs at Decode Capital are pretty phenomenal at sourcing and identifying good companies that 
my, my risk tolerance is, is a lot higher with them than it would be with other GPs. So what's your, do you have an investment philosophy on deciding, all right, this company does make sense or not? Is there a particular set of things you go through? For me with Decode Capital, the GPs typically decide all of the uh, companies and the investments. Really, I've committed capital because I believe it in, you know, their strategy and their approach to going after this. So I don't have to do a lot of that filtering, uh, which is you know, nice and convenient for me. It makes it a little bit less of a stressful piece, but there are things that I looked at before I became a, an LP with them. I looked at, Hey, what's the type of revenue that these companies are generating? What are the use cases in the government base? And if I can see the use case, it's a very easy thing for me to behind in general. So jumping back to your core business these days. When you made that big shift to the new product line, did it just change everything? Did it really start to grow at that point? It really started to grow at that point. Once we shifted there, company started growing rapidly. We hired our first employee within about six months of, of launching that. We, <laughs> this was also right before COVID. So that was a you know, super interesting time. We you know, go into 2020, everything starts to shut down. People are spending less, it becomes a little bit of a challenge, but during that time, we were actually able to land our largest contract, which then um, enabled us to continue to run and grow. We've been a completely bootstrapped business. So we went from three to 13 people overnight with that contract and then continued to continue to blow up thereafter. So let's talk about the fact that you're a bootstrapped business and growing at this pace. Like I know that's difficult because I've always done my businesses that way. Are you glad now looking back that you chose that path? I'm very glad we chose that path. It was a very intentional decision from the beginning. We said, let's grow this as far as we possibly can without, without taking on capital. And a lot of it really boils down to, we own our own destiny. We don't have to grow at a pace that we're not ready for. We don't have to do things that we don't necessarily believe in. We can focus on the things that matter to us. And especially with us spending a lot of time in the government marketplace, those sales cycles are long. And frankly, most VCs don't understand it. Decode capital an exception here, but most VCs don't get the government market sales cycle, which makes it even harder to even go out and try to find capital. So for us, we said, we're going to be profitable from day one. Um, the reason, you know, the name of the, the company is Night Shift Development. And the reason that is, is because while when we were getting ready to start it, we still had bills to pay, so we uh, kept our day job and we're working on product on nights and weekends. And it wasn't until we had enough revenue coming in that we switched off into this full time. So that's the reason the name of the company is Night Shift Development. But Clear for You is our core product. That's what we focus on and live and breathe all day long. So this core product, what exactly does it do? Yeah, so it makes it really simple for any user to get value from their data. It allows you to ask questions in natural language, get back great visualization, allows you to find hidden relationship. But the core thing that's different between us and most other BI, business intelligence capabilities or augmented intelligence capabilities is the simplicity. It, we joke that it's analytics so simple your grandma can do it. We really make the interface excessively intuitive. There's no training required. You can jump in and start getting that value immediately. So who's the ideal user for, for your product? Yeah, so we typically look at businesses that are, and it ranges widely in terms of the types of customers we have. We have people in HR, we have people in finance, we have people in marketing that are looking at, hey, how do we, how do we 
segments and identify the cohorts that we need to market to in a more effective manner. And then on the government side, lots of security implications. Hey, where do we have too many tanks deployed in a particular AOR? Do we need to be reallocating resources in other places around the world? If any of our listeners wanted to learn more or reach out, how could they do? They could uh, head right over to clearfree.io. We actually have a uh, free tier version of the SASP version of our product. You can sign up there. Um, free tier, not a trial. So you can load up a single data set and uh, play with it and get some value there. We also deploy behind firewalls. Our customers are a little bit more sensitive about their data. Um, we can run in both ways. But clearfree.io is uh, the best place to check it out. So make sure to check it out, guys. And thank you, Tim, for coming on the show and everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. If you like the show, make sure to give us a five-star review. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.